thought a good podcast would be to basically cover what, in my opinion, would be the best way for any level of athlete to map out. I'm going to make this podcast specific to 10K um, and running a personal best at 10K. Um, But I think a lot of the basic principles of this podcast can be pushed to other events, whether it's 5K, whether it's half marathon, um, right up to marathon. Um, Marathon, perhaps, you need to... If I was if I was suggesting somebody to run a marathon personal best, I would double the current time frames that I'm probably going to talk about in in this podcast. So in this podcast, I'm going to possibly look at pretty much for the last two years in a row, I've run London Marathon at the probably the first week before the end of April, like 24th, 23rd, 24th of April. Um, and then six, seven weeks later, I've gone on to run a 10K personal best on the track. Um, year one, that was 28.58. Year two, that was 28.36. Um, so again, that would that could be another way to do this. Could be if you want to what I'm going to suggest is if you build enough fitness and you have a good enough um, period of training, whether it's an eight-week block, I'm going to go down a path of six to ten-week block now. Um, but anytime you build that amount of training, then you can capitalize using that training so long as you have good recovery techniques and et cetera, et cetera. One of the main reasons why people don't recover well coming off a race is just poor preparation so if you go into a race or any anything in life um, job interview whatever if you go into anything underprepared you're probably going to come out whether your feelings are going to be hurt because you suck at the interview and you don't get the job or you go into a race and your muscles come out fucked up because you didn't prepare properly well then that's going to eat into your recovery and then that's going to eat into your potential next block of training which might have created another pb off what was a fantastic block of training so if we go back to the very very start let's say whether let's say you're a you're a runner you know you you race often um and you've just finished a race or you've gone through a bit of a bad period and you've decided that you, you want to, you're pretty motivated, something has inspired you. Um, inspiration in its truest form comes from yourself. You just deciding that you, that's when it's going to last the longest. So you've decided that you want to be better, um, whether that's a, at a race distance, whether that's an overall, whether that's you want to be better in life in general. Um, absolutely up to you. I don't really care. Um, I, I'm not saying I don't care what it is that I'm just checking how far away I am from the next turn. Okay, 25 miles, heaps of time. All right. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Basically, it, care is the wrong word. You have to be motivated. Fair enough, right? I think that's pretty factual. That's the first thing I'm going to talk about. You need to have some source of motivation. For me, it's usually a qualifying standard. Um, or it's about bringing the best out of myself this year to put me in the best possible position next year 
things that might have been unachievable a year before are no longer unachievable because of the hard fucking work that I put in the previous year, right? So if I wanted to run 2810 for 10K two years ago, not fucking possible. If you run 2858 and then you run 2836 and then perhaps I run 2820 or 2815 this year, all of a sudden goals that were previously unachievable are not achievable. But that doesn't exist without um, motivation. Um, I, I told you the inspiration, motivation, the truest form is when it just comes from you and you just make a decision that you want to be better. That's it. You can top up that motivation and inspiration as you go along, and you'll need to. I always need to. It doesn't just grow on fucking trees, and I go out into the garden and pick it off and go for a 10-mile run because I picked the fucking motivation off the tree. You you have to constantly remind yourself what your goals are. You have to constantly remind yourself that you chose, you want to be better, etc., etc. Keep on top of that, monitor that, and see how you get on with that. That's the first thing, because you're not going to get through an eight to ten week block of training without motivation and inspiration almost on a daily basis. Um, things I think about is just I, I say to myself, I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm a professional and a lot of people would love to be in my shoes. So if I don't feel like training on a certain day, that's the first fucking reason why I'm out the door. Um, and, and that might be like, I might have to be really not motivated to remind myself that. But Usually it's just goals. Um, usually maybe it's watching somebody else have success and me say, look, I knew that was possible. That's awesome. I'm going to do that too, etc., etc." Um, the next, The next phase of any um, pursuit of a PB is planning. Um, give yourself the best chance of getting a PB. Give yourself the best chance of being successful. I think you need to look at your work schedule. You need to look at what's going on in family life. Um, yes, there might be a super fast 10K road race coming up. However, if that overlaps with the busiest portion of your working life or a family holiday, don't ruin the family holiday because you want to just focus on your training. Family should come first. Um, enjoy the family holiday. Um, I, I would definitely look to plan a race around non-busy periods at work, um, periods where the stress levels are going to be down, maybe actually periods when the kids are at school and they're not off for the summer holidays. And, and just look at bringing your – if you – one of the problems with um, – the reason I brought up, let's say family holiday, and you think, oh, that's a perfect opportunity for me to use it as a two-week training camp or a one-week training camp, um, unless you're willing to get up at – five or six o'clock in the morning and go get your training done before the day starts or a nice family breakfast or family activities all day no matter what way you look at it it's not going to be optimum because recovery isn't going to be at its best if you're not recovering at your best and you have your family breathing down your neck about going to the water park and then you say no you don't want to go to the water park and then you're going to argue with your wife all day that running's more important to you than your family not what you need not what you need in life not at all um so that i mean that that's that's me. I don't have a family. I don't know that that exists, you know, but I'm just, I'm spitballing here. Let's say it's a busy tax season and work. Um, let's say you're marking exam papers and you're a teacher or you have parent teacher nights and you're staying later at work. Probably best not to plan, even if it's the fastest 10K of the year, the nicest course, probably don't force that. 
So planning, planning is really important. You're trying to find an eight to ten week period that can fit well with your life. And that, that's like plan A, you know, that's like optimum. You've mapped it out. Um, you probably don't want the stressful period to be in the last three to four weeks. It's okay if it's week four to six and you just take it a little bit easier that, in that period. We all, we all have shit going on. I told you guys about me, you know, when I have long haul travel or when I have different things going on, sometimes it's difficult for me to keep consistent back to back weeks. And I promise you, it doesn't matter why you didn't have consistent training. If I told you, for example, that I got really sick and ill and injured and I had to miss two weeks training, nobody's going to be angry at me. Nobody's going to like be like, oh, you're fucking lazy. But I still would have missed two weeks of training. It doesn't matter the reason. It doesn't matter if you had to work 15 hours a day and therefore you had to miss Tuesday, Friday, two weeks in a row of training. It doesn't matter the reason. You still miss the training. And it's the training and the recovery from the training that's going to create a good result. So planning is really important. Find, find a good time when a race is going to fit in with your life. We don't all have the luxury of being professional. But that doesn't mean teachers can maybe plan good races in the summer, maybe plan good races in the spring, etc., etc. What you're trying to do is have an 8- to 10-week period whereby at least 6 or 7 of those weeks were, were pretty good, pretty uninterrupted, and that's going to really stand by you. Right. Then race choice. Have some kind of excitement about the race. Um, if your goal is to place higher than you've ever placed before, well, then it doesn't really matter what course you pick. However, if it's a hilly course and you know you're not that strong at hills, maybe the reason you're picking it is to conquer a challenge. I know I'm not very good at hills, but fuck it. I want to get over that phobia or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I want to be better at hills. So I'm going to pick a hilly course and I want to, last year I was eighth, the year before I was seventh. I want to come top five. Boom. That's your goal. Try not to focus on time because you're already setting yourself at a handicap because of the hills. Um, if personal best is the goal, well then what you want to do is you want to pick a race where Obviously, it's it's favorable for a personal best. So if three weeks apart, there's a course that you know people have ran fast times on before, have a look at the kind of guys that usually finish around the time that you want to run. Um, also have a look to see maybe if you've beat them before and then they went to a course three weeks later and ran faster. That's something that you might want to do. I think that's important. Race choice. I'm, I'm really picky on my race choices now. Um, if, because I've ran like Houston half marathon and um, I'm sure those guys that went and ran like the Barcelona course or guys that have ran pretty fast flat courses for a half marathon, you're probably not going to want to pick. I hate to like call out a race like this, but like when I did the likes of the Uma half marathon and it's a hillier course and you're probably not going to want to make that your target race for like a fast half marathon. Um, I know that Belfast Half Marathon, for example, is faster than Oma Half Marathon is, and um, th this is important, right? I'm not – I love Oma Half Marathon. I have a really good time racing there every year, but I'm not ever going to stand on the start line and think I'm going to run quicker than 63.17 unless I believe I'm in, like, 61.45 shape or 62-minute shape, you know? Um, so all equally important, race choice. Um, I think it's really important to run – a race in your buildup. 
And I think it's important for a couple of reasons. I think the first reason is to see where you're at. Um, so maybe you plan it in. If, if you've raced recently and then you're going to create a 10-week plan to your next big race, well, then it's not as important because you should already know where you're at. If you haven't raced recently and you're thinking about running a PB, well, then I think it's important to race like maybe a race that's half the distance of your goal race. And it's not... It's not pass or feel. You're just racing to see where am I at? How did I feel? Am I fit? Am I not fit? Do I have fucking work to do? Sometimes it's a kick up the ass. Sometimes it's a little confidence boost. Sometimes it's just a reminder that racing fucking sucks and is really hard. Um, either way, all are very, very valuable. Um, remember, we're preaching that we're not fucking pussies anymore and that if a race doesn't go the way we want it, we're not going to lose motivation. We're, we're just going to take it on the chin and we're going to move forward. We're, we're going to get over it real fucking quick. We're going to make sure that we don't miss any of our training over the next couple of weeks and we're going to know that better to have a shitty day in that race than a shitty day in the gold race. That's it. That's the only reason for that race. It's not to judge us. It's not if it goes well, what a bonus, what a luxury, but expect it not to. Because we're not there yet. All right, training itself. Now, training itself is very, very important. Um, the the actual training that you do is very, very important for a couple of reasons. Um, I think your first couple of weeks, you want to be fairly sensible with your training. Um, looking at, like, background stuff, looking at, like, foundation work. You don't want to get too specific. I've I found my best results of came off sitting at, like, 85 to 90% in training in the early period. And then as I get closer to race day, the intensity starts to – the intensity, the intensity sorry, starts to heat up a little bit. Um, the reason I'm telling you that's important is because it's a bit like building a house. If – if you're impatient or your builder is impatient when he's building your house and he doesn't lay solid foundations, the house might eventually fall apart. And that's a bit like if you're training for a 10K and you're not willing to lay a solid foundation in training, your your race result might very, very quickly fall apart. Um, I'm, I'm, that happens a lot of the time. A lot of the time the people rush in, they're like, Let's say you are training for a 10K and people rush into the, the hard 10 by K session or the hard 6 by a mile session. You'll probably struggle in that session. You might not gain a lot from it because you might end up coming out of it tired, etc., etc. That's That's the bottom line. Lay a foundation. If you've just came off a four- to five-week block of a foundation, maybe it's not as important, but still do a little two-week period, two- to three-week period. Um, and then, obviously, what you want to do is you want to plan in um, important important sessions. Don't ever expect to go into a race and knock it out of the park without important or without specific sessions. Um Specific sessions, like I just mentioned, if it was for a 10K, then it's your 10 by a K, it's your 6 by a mile, it's your 5 times 2K, etc., etc. These are all really important. Um, you need to be doing them at race pace. You need to expect a struggle. Um, number one, they're not going to be easy. And the reason they're not going to be easy and the reason they shouldn't be comfortable is because they're to make you uncomfortable so that on race day you're slightly more comfortable. And, and that's the bottom line. Um, start to work on your limiting factors. If, if I know, if I've just came off a marathon 
and I'm trying to train for a 10K, then my limiting factor is probably going to be speed. Therefore, if I'm doing the 10 by a K session, I'm probably not going to take a minute recovery. I'm probably going to take 90 seconds recovery. Therefore, it gives me a much better chance of nailing down the speed because I'm going to have heaps of strength. I'm going to have heaps of endurance, but maybe I'm not quite capable yet of running maybe 250 per K or 245 to 250 per K for a full kilometer. So I'm going to make sure, and then throughout the session, if it gets to the point that I'm starting to struggle to hit that speed, I'm going to increase that recovery to hit it. And then if I've planned the, the plan out well enough, there's probably going to be time to do that session or very similar to that session two more times. And that means that in the next one, hopefully we can keep the recovery at 90 seconds and I can hit the speed in every rep. And then the final time I do that session, we can drop that recovery to 60 to 75 seconds. And maybe again, I can hit that time every time. And, and through doing that, you can actually see your progression live, you know? You're seeing that you're getting better at handling the session. Therefore, chances are on race day, you'll be better at better at handling race speed. Um, that session can develop to six by a mile, um, hopefully the same recovery, hopefully the same speed. If you handle that really well, that session can go to five times 2K. Um, if you're handling it really, really well, well, then you can do the five times 2K. You can do the first three at race pace, and you can actually do the fourth one a little bit faster than race pace, and then bring it back to race pace for the last one. Um, all really good sessions. Specific sessions are very important. However, only one a week. Um, keep two sensible sessions a week. One might be a fartlek. One might be a tempo session, whether it's five mile in one go, whether it's three times two mile at tempo type effort. Um, another session can be hills. If you only want to do two sessions, well, then you can do a long run with a progression. Just be sensible. If you're looking at the plan and you're seeing the same sessions week in, week out, I don't know that that's the best thing you want to do. I think you want to target all areas. If you know that you've got a strength and your strength is the tempo work, well, then make sure that the most sessions in your plan is tempo. But work on your weaknesses. Maybe you want to put a speed day in there. Maybe you want to put like a, even a 5K type session in there. And maybe something like five to six by a kilometer at 5K pace with three minute recovery. Always be willing to work on your weaknesses. If you, if you know that one of your weaknesses is turnover, don't be afraid to do eight by a K a 10k race pace and then maybe at the end of the session put in five times 400 or do four by a k at race pace five times 400 in the middle a little bit quicker and then back to your k's at race pace it's not fucking complicated i promise you it's not most of the most of the most of the time where people go wrong is in the planning phase they don't even give themselves a chance of being successful on race day because the plan lets them down and then another way people fall down is by overreaching in those first couple of weeks of training. And in those first couple of weeks, I don't even have weeks. I have months, right? My next big goal is October. You know how hard it is to be hanging back, like watching people who the Japanese guys are going to race in Stanford in tomorrow, and I'm doing sessions with them, and they're literally getting their spikes on, and they're five days. I think the last time I trained with them, they were 10 days, sorry, away from their next race. And I'm... I'm like six months away from my big goal race. And it's a difficult thing to do, but it's what you've got to do. Because the more you hang back at the start, the greater your peak is at the end. I promise you that. You don't get stale. You don't plateau. Um, 
that's the specifics of the training. Um, other things is if you've if you've nailed down the plan and you've nailed down a plan that you think you can handle, don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit. Um, like add in some cross training, um, add in some aqua jogging if you feel capable, add in elliptical work. Um, add in recovery techniques. How are you going to stay healthy throughout this whole plan? Are you going to get massage? You're going to stretch? You're going to foam roll daily? Add in your core, your strength stuff. Um, add in your activation stuff. This plan needs to be bulletproof. If you make a fucking bulletproof plan, it's going to keep you in one piece. Not just physical. What about health? Um, if you know you have a busy period with work and you know you're going to be super fucking stressed, plan an easier week. Don't don't try to avoid this shit. I just watched a movie. What was it called? Go watch the movie on Netflix. Um, I think it's Wild Frontier. And the guys just get greedy with how much money they're stealing from this mob guy or whatever, this um, narcos type character. Anyway, they end up with nothing and one of their friends get killed. Running is the exact same. If you get greedy and you know it's high tax season for two weeks and you are reluctant to hang back a little bit for those two weeks and you get sick or injured, your plan is fucked. What does it matter if you miss 10 to 15 miles those weeks? Just do it, you know, just do yourself a favor. And you know the worst possible thing that could happen is you've done it before and you got away with it. That's the worst possible thing that can happen. Let me tell you an example of that. Hass tells Chez every week that you cannot train in the morning on the high school track in Sedona. If you go there, you run the risk of getting kicked off. Like, I think for one or two weeks, Chez went anyway, and he was able to do it. And I'm sure he was smiling. I'm sure he thought life was wonderful. And then he went down last week. He went down at 9 a.m. when he always goes, and the gym teacher came out and kicked him off the track. Workout wasted. He had to drive back up to Flagstaff and do his workout in Flagstaff. Sometimes getting away with things, and that might mean getting away with doing more training in a busy period, running a bit more miles and not getting injured, even though you know deep down it was the wrong thing to do, sometimes getting away with it is the worst possible outcome. Um, because then in a much more important race or a much bigger goal race, you might try to run the same risk, not get away with it, and be heartbroken. Um, and, that, and that's what happens. Um, happens to us all. We're eager, you want to be better, you want to improve, and so sometimes shit hits the fan, and, and it is annoying because all you wanted to do was be better, but that's why the sport is so difficult. Discipline, patience, all the rest of it. Um, so that's executing the training. Um, member activation stuff, maybe maybe some gentle S&C, massage, physio, um, your own daily daily stuff, foam rolling, stretching, yoga, Pilates, keep on top of all that. Um, if you're going to build a plan that's tough, make it bulletproof. Make sure you're going to stay healthy, physically, mentally, all the rest of it. Think of headspace, think of meditating, everything. Keep yourself focused. You know, the old school method was putting, uh, if you're a boxer, you put the person you're about to fight's face up in your mirror. When you wake up in the morning, you see them. If you want to write, remember I talked about the accountability mirror. If you want to write your goals down on little sticky notes and you'll see them every morning before you brush your teeth and it'll keep you on top of taking care of your business, that's what you got to do. Um, and then just as you're going along, I talked earlier about motivation is not on a fucking tree outside your house. Um, you're not going to walk out every morning and have this tree that re-motivates you every day. You, sometimes you have to 
sometimes you have to create that. Sometimes you might need to wake up every morning and listen to a motivating YouTube video that you know you know works for you. Maybe you have to wake up every morning and look at your race result from a bad race. Um, remind yourself what you did wrong in the build-up to that race. Remind yourself, did you go off too fast? Um, that brings me to my next point. Discipline within the build-up. If you start to notice that your fitness is getting better and you start to get excited, don't start changing your race goal. And the only time you should change your race goal, let's say it's a 10K, might be with 2K to go. When you know for a fact you're on course for your PB, that's when you can change your race goal. Don't start changing the speed of your sessions. Don't start running more. Don't start doing tempos faster. Mistake, mistake, mistake. Those mistakes will lead to mistakes on race day. Um, bottom line, promise you that. If you start making mistakes in training, if you start doing runs that are too far, if you start doing tempos that are too fast, chances are you're going to fuck it up on race day, you're going to go out too hard, and you're going to waste, you'll have wasted the last 8 to 10 weeks, all that meditating, all that yoga, all that Pilates, all that money pumped into physio and massage, all the rest of it, all wasted. And it might be wasted in the first mile of your race. Don't do that. I remember going to Great South Run. Nick Badeau told me no quicker than five minutes for the first mile. I hadn't been back training that long. 4.42. I ended up running 51.30. That means my first mile was 28 seconds too fast. 20 fucking eight seconds too fast. Um, Nick went mental. And I was like, is he effing kidding me? I haven't even been running that long. I'm only back about two months. Why is he Why is he getting so, like, angry about this? Why is he going all mental about this? Like, give me a fucking break. I'm, I'm getting all defensive, blah, 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 blah. And then he just said to me, Skull, like, it's, all, it's for you. I, I don't want you to train for the next eight months. And then in the first four mile of London Marathon, you run too fast. And you'll waste the last eight months. Discipline is so fucking important, guys. Discipline. Discipline in training, discipline in life. Don't run too fast in training. And, you know, people do it. People run too fast in refs. They run too fast in tempos. And then they get back and they go, oh, couldn't help myself. I just got that bug. Come on. And I don't mean to be fucking cruel here, but grow up. You're the one that's going to fuck up your next race. You're going to go off too hard. Everyone's going to predict it. Everybody knows it's going to happen because that's what you do every time. Stop doing it. That's simple. Stop doing it. Start to see, start to build a pattern whereby you don't do it in training, then you don't do it in a few races, you start to get success. Alan used to tell me, Alan Story used to tell me, one in five races, you'll surprise yourself. One in five races, you'll go off too hard with the lead group and you'll keep up. The only races that you should ever, ever run the risk is like a trial. If you have to come top three, for example, to make an Olympic team or to make a, a world championship team, that might be the race that you, you have to go with. It Say eight people break away and you, you didn't plan to go with that speed. Well, maybe you have to, you know? And so, sorry, that was a bit like dark and a bit like aggressive, but it just pisses me off. Like I used to do it, everyone for a while sort of like, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt and um, might have been like, yeah, we know you're passionate and all the rest of it, things like this. But I'm kind of like angry that they even did. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have given me the benefit of the doubt. They shouldn't have um, whatever, like felt, not felt sorry for me, but they, they just shouldn't have given me that benefit of the doubt. It should have been all, um, it should have been all on me. Um, I should have been able to take care of my shit by myself. I should have been, I should have knew better. Um 
and 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 I have now I've got better at it now I've learned from it and um, now I know it's on me it's my responsibility etc etc um, and I and I race far better now because of it I have discipline I have discipline in training um, I have discipline in races and I'm I'm lapping the success of that up um, and that's really cool so I, I'm I'm urging you aggressively to start building some discipline into your training finish your training session score yourself out of 10 of how disciplined you were if you if you plan 10 by a k and 320 and you in fucking brackets here think you nailed it because you ran them all in 310 you're an idiot you didn't nail it you actually scored a one out of 10 because 10 out of 10 was running them all in 320 until you race faster than 320 per K for a 10K, you have no business running running three tens. Fact. Um, so get that through to you. Start doing that. Sorry if it pisses. I'm not sorry if it pisses you off. You will thank me one day. And and as much as everyone used to tell me it, and I used to tell them to fuck off um, and mind their own business, it has now helped me so much. And it helps over a period of a year. It's not six weeks. It's not two months. It's not three months. It's a year. Start to have discipline. You will have discipline in races. Your races will go better. Um, it's that simple. Um, so a bit of discipline, patience, resilience, persistence. Stick to the plan. Um, be patient with the plan. Be resilient. Don't just give up straight away if it's not working out the way you thought it would. Give it time. Um, be adaptable. If you need to take a, an easier day because you're tired, <coughs> then take an easier day. It's that simple. Um, don't be afraid just to calm down and, yep, like I said, have a little easier day. And um, I'm sure things will pick up. And watch them pick up. I know all pros do it. All pros get a bit OCD about, like, sticking to the plan. You have to stick to the plan. And most of the time, if you can, you should. But if you do notice you're getting a bit fatigued, well, um, the, the, one of the best things can happen is that the plan just feels a bit too easy. That's your your love in life. I wish my plans felt a bit too easy sometimes. If you've if you've put a good plan in place that you know is bulletproof and you know will create success, don't worry that it might be a little bit easy. Just just be delighted. If your plan was bulletproof from the get go, that the next time you stand on the start line, if you complete that plan, you know that's going to create a good race result. Um, I would say have fun, but it's probably not that fun. Um, some days might be fun. Um, the race result will be fun. The congratulation texts after the race result are going to be super fun. Um, enjoy that. But the rest of the time, work hard, graft, and good luck getting your next PB.